Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Crystal Pomeroy with us has been working intensively as a healer and teaching metaphysics for more than 20 years. She's been a regular contributor of tips on angels, healing, astrology, rituals, and prosperity for newspapers, magazines, and social media. Her latest book, Angels and Goddesses, Manifest Your Desires with Angelic Intelligence, is packed with hundreds of affirmations, invocations, and original tips for connecting with light beings and precipitating their powers of manifestation. Hello, Crystal. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Um, George Norrie, how exciting to be uh, to have joined you, and what a, what a fascinating um, uh, contrast of um, information you share between these hard news subjects and um, esoteric. It's, it's really quite fascinating. Well, I'm looking forward to this. What are you doing in Mexico? Um, this is why I've developed my healing work. It uh, sort of came in an unplanned manner, at least um, as far as I was concerned. I came here to study for a year in college and then um, I came back after I finished my degrees and um, ended up, uh, one thing led to another, I ended up living down here and starting um, my activity as a spiritual growth facilitator and teacher and healer, and things just kept growing out of that, and um, really I believe the um, the angels um, have been involved with it all, and I know that sounds like a lot of times when um, even I read a book about angels, they sound like some sort of fluffy um cute being out there, or what is this, but they're really light beings that are right with us, they're right involved with us, and um, right before we started our connection tonight, I I felt like it was, um, it came to me that it was important to mention that we are light beings too, human beings are great beings of light. Fantastic. Where were you born? I was born in San Francisco. Oh, okay, you're a Cali girl. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you, good for you. Well, this is a fascinating subject for us, Crystal. We love talking about angels and how they were developed. So let's let's go back in a little bit. How did you get involved in this? Well, it, it was kind of um, sort of by default, I guess you might say, because my mother was a very brilliant woman who studied many things, including esoteric subjects. And as I, when I was a child, she taught me how to um, uh, connect with my intentionality, and she brought me to study um, with teachers like Joseph Campbell and um, other luminaries in the field of um, psychology and parapsychology and the uh, angel topics and healing. And so it was, and shared a lot of books with me, taught me how to uh, read astrology uh, charts when I was 12. And so it was kind of like something I just was, uh, you might say there's this, there's this expression in Spanish that um, you, you were breastfed on. I was sort of breastfed on this sort of topic. But I actually did it as something I enjoyed for myself. I wasn't planning on working in this field. I wanted to be a civil rights lawyer. And um, I, I, as time went on, I got sort of turned off by the what I felt was the direction of public life. And... Um, I ended up reconnecting with these particular activities, not just as um, something that I enjoyed applying for myself and for helping others heal and for exploring, but actually teaching them to other people. And um, so things just kind of snowballed, and um, I've had a lot of opportunities uh, to work in TV and radio and uh, with writing and um, have a lot of people that have been... uh, 
attracted to this activity and to this work. And today, the healing part has growing has grown into a very significant component, healing and unblocking, as I call it, which are um, treatments that I give and teach that um, actually break through the codes that keep us ill or the codes that have us somehow locked in low vibrational energies. And in fact, if you'd like, we can um, share at some point with your listeners a uh, an experimental treatment so they can see what it feels like to have their pain go away or their anxiety or insomnia or whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll do, we'll do that. What do angels mean to you? What are they? They're, they're light beings. It's, it's actually a very um, broad topic. It's a very broad identity that they have because um, they're, they're luminous beings. They're on a higher wavelength than we are. We're actually surrounded by all kinds of beings, and they're not all high vibrational. And they fill our spaces. They're actually, from some perspective, and in my personal belief, they're, the low vibrational beings are what hold us in the world of limitation. They're what cause these states that we sometimes feel trapped in of like you were just discussing what's going on in with um, possible uh, war. Um, they, they generate that kind of energy and uh, promote that sort of direction of outcomes. They're, some people might be very upset by what I'm about to say, but um, and one self-proclaimed witch uh, who read my book and criticized it uh, said it really upset her that to read that entities uh, would have to deal with illness. But um, there is actually um, a very strong current of teaching that's ancient, too, that low vibrational entities have to do with um, us getting stuck in illness, with us um, being having to experience uh, um, terrible emotions or crisis and so forth. And um, angels are also invisible beings, but they are high vibrational, and their um, influence is to lift up our vibration and pull up, help us get out of the, the world of limitation, as I call it. Your title of the book, uh, Crystal, is Angels and Goddesses. Tell us about the goddesses portion. Yeah, well, it, I got really fascinated because my path, my deepest application, personal application path, when I was in my teens was in the realm of um, mental and spiritual science, um, working with my mind, working with beliefs, working with visualization. And um, as I uh, progressed, so to speak, I got more and more interested in angels, and I started um, researching the, the archangels. And as I did, I got into their roots in goddess traditions. So um, the seven archangels that were the ones identified by uh, Pseudo Dionysius in um, his um, decisive work, Hierarchy of Angels, that was really important in um, the angelic mentality of uh, Europe several hundred years ago, and it and sort of uh, is back in behind what people think about angels today. Um, it divides the, the archangels into seven with different kinds of principles and energies and colors related to each one. And um, their roots are actually in these ancient goddess traditions. And it turns out that these ancient traditions on a, on a worldwide scale actually have spiritual technology that fills out a lot of things that are practices or that are popular today, such as uh, using affirmations, visualizations, 
uh, invoking light beings, uh, working on forgiveness, uh, directing your heart power. And um, these areas that are, have also been, to, I mean, this is a really fascinating time that we live in because there's a lot of scientific proof about these um, different um, potentialities of our mind and our energy body. And um, when we integrate some of this ancient spiritual technology into our practice in relationship to the archetypes of the angels, um, we get much more striking results. A lot of people are using um, inner work today, but they're not getting the kind of results that they'd like to. And when we combine that with the teachings of these um, ancient goddess traditions and also connecting with light beings, invoking them in certain ways, then we get um, uh, an intensified manifestation. It's really wonderful. And I call it angelic intelligence because uh, we've, we know about emotional intelligence. We've heard about financial intelligence mm-hmm. and, and different kinds of um, cognitive abilities. But angelic intelligence goes a step further in the sense of we have also this um, field of um, access to higher um, cognition that it becomes um, awakened and the connection gets turned on when we work on ourselves, when we change our own vibration, and when we call on the light beam. So we all have um, direct access to these fields of energy that, um, are, that we call angels that are all around us, and um, we can connect with them as we work on ourselves and as we learn to combine this inner work with uh, invoking angels. And when you deal with angels, you're not dealing with religion, are you? No. Actually, um, this is one of the, the things that fascinated me also with finding about the roots, um, finding out about the roots of the angels in these more ancient traditions, because, for instance, uh, Uriel is considered the angel of supply, but he actually has roots, you can find them in, in his symbols in goddesses such as Lakshmi and Bridget that have the same colors, red and gold, that are also related to the connection with the Mother Earth, which is why the name is Uriel. And um, we find these traditions all around the world. The, in, uh, for the Celts, it was Bridget, and she also has red and gold as colors, and she's also connected to the earth and to the particular way in which we can make the substance of our material life uh, a divine substance that we have a positive relationship with. And so um, this this really fascinated me to find the roots of angels in these actually pre-religious um, traditions around the world. Are all the angels that we're dealing with benevolent? Good? Angels are benevolent. Not all um, entities are benevolent, and not all light beings are are benevolent. And we're sort of living. It kind of makes me think of like the uh, the bar in Star Wars, where there are all these different beings around. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't very nice. And on an invisible plane, in what I call the world of appearances, which is this material world with all its limitations, in which we feel like we can't do anything. Like we hear about the news of some possible violent encounter. Um, on a socio-political scale, and we feel like we can't do anything about it, or we, or there's um, some sort of um, diagnosis of illness, and there's this feeling of helplessness about it. And um, there's actually a lot we can do about it, but 
uh, the the medium, the invisible energy medium that we're immersed in, in this world in which we feel helpless, in which um, outer appearances seem to control our outcomes, is actually filled with lower vibrational beings. And so people, I think, pick up on this energy intuitively. I mean, we go a certain place or if there's a house where there's been um, some kind of, uh, I mean, I know a lot of times on your show that you talk about apparitions and stuff, but even just the vibrations, just the atmosphere, the mental atmosphere of a place can have that kind of um, toxic kind of feeling to it that is usually related also to lower vibrational entities. There are all kinds of those. I mean, those are... Those range from people who have passed on who haven't been able to move on from the earth plane to um, more intensely negative beings that, that, no, I would not call them angels, although some people kind of um, seem to, uh, you know, talk about them all together as though demons and angels were the same, but they're really not. Are they evil? There are some that that are evil, I mean, the demons, you mean, or the low vibrational yeah. entities, yeah, some uh. of them are evil, but those are, uh, the intensely evil ones are the less prevalent, um, most of them, and um, there's some really interesting work by a uh, certain psychologist today, like um, an author, he's no longer on the earth plane, but he uh, recently left quite a legacy of research um, William Baldwin, who got into, as a psychologist, got into treating people for different kinds of emotional problems and um, discovered that he could dislodge the entities they had and the treatment would be really fast. And um, some once in a while, he would come up on some really demonic entity, but most of the time, they were either these disincarnate souls or they were... Um, low vibrational entities that have sort of gotten into bad company, so to speak, with demons and uh, were doing things that, that were not nice, but um, they didn't have that kind of uh, intensity of, a, of an actual demon or something so evil. Have you seen any of these angels, Crystal? Physically well, seen I, them? I haven't. That's a really interesting question. Um, I, uh, the way I see them is like when I'm giving, um, usually, when I'm giving healing treatments, um, I, these fields of light appear to me, and I can see these light beings. They're not usually uh, with wings and so forth, although sometimes they are, and sometimes when I'm treating a certain person who's been visualizing angels or working with angels constant, um, consciously, then they, their mind is open to quantum space, and w- however they've been visualizing the light being, it comes through to me that way. I can see it that way. And I have had some experiences where, on a subtle plane, I've seen um, high vibrational entities that have uh, spoken to me and um, passed me information or just appeared, and I can feel their energy. We all have this capacity. We all have these incredible circuits in our physical bodies, and our light body is, is extremely important. In fact, I was fascinated to come across, and it was actually decisive for me when I was um, getting into angels and goddesses, that um, and the, their connection, the teachings of uh, Charles Muses, this um, erudite mathematician and uh, researcher and astronomer who discovered in ancient Egypt, pre-dynastic Egypt, this uh, practice that was directed largely towards awakening the light body. And he says that the mummies in Egypt were actually like kind of a devolvement of this um, more ancient practice, which was directed towards people 
awakening their light body and the, the mummy connection comes in here because the physical body was considered to be like a cocoon. And there are actually chemical and energy processes within the physical body that like in a very similar manner to the way that a butterfly um, is formed after the caterpillar is has been has made its cocoon. That the physical body is a sort of cocoon in which we can awaken the light body, and as we do, our vibration um, goes way up, and we're able to more easily connect with beings on higher levels of existence, and when we leave the earth plane, we fly free from this physical body directly into kingdoms of light. And so um, this is this I found quite fascinating. In one of his books, he actually shows a diagram of an area of the brain in which certain chemical substances similar to what happens in a butterfly's body with these amazing chemical substances that have come from the caterpillar and that are actually changing its physiognomy within the cocoon, something similar happens from the human brain in our physical body. And so when we connect with light beings in certain ways, and I share some of these in my book, and if you like, I can give some example um, here, um, because it's not really that complicated. Yeah, go ahead. We've got a couple minutes before the break. Go ahead. Okay. Um, For instance, if you um, consciously call on Archangel Michael, um, who is a blue angel, and the color blue is a protective force, and it's related to this process of fleeing the energy circuits in our physical body, call on Archangel Michael, um, visualize him before you in whatever form you can, either as a blue angel or as a field of blue light, and um, say that my body's not solid, my body is actually made of light, and so it easily fuses with Archangel Michael's force field and ask him to fuse with your force field and feel this happening and feel, feel yourself glowing in this field of blue light and say, I am one with Archangel Michael um, several times and feel this fusion. It actually lifts the vibration of our physical vehicle, it like precipitates this divine connection. And um, this is going to make psychic parasites and other negative vibrations have a much harder time getting into us. And so this is just an example of um, ancient spiritual technology that we can integrate into our daily spiritual practice, those of us who are attracted to it, of course, and have um, a real different experience and begin to awaken the light circuits in our hands, which are part of our healing um, abilities. And um, so uh, I I find this uh, ancient spiritual technology and how it enriches us today Really fascinating. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.